1: found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: What's happening, party people? It is primetime action right here at the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us. The home stretch of the NBA season. Got some games tonight to get into, some tip-offs momentarily. Nick Whalen will talk to us about the NBA from RotoWire in just a bit. And Paul Spohr from Fangraph's little baseball betting pre-flop on the 2022 season. We'll get into that as well, some March Madness talk and beyond. Mateo, how you doing? Do well. Doing Talk well. some well. NBA. Man. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe
4: well. some Chris Rock and Will Smith. Who knows? Later. Who, knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, listen, we got three hours. Yeah. Stick around. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> uh, 7, seven Eastern, <laughs> 4 Pacific. We have three games going off in the NBA. We've got the Nuggets and the Hornets. The Nuggets are three, three and a half point road favorites over the Hornets. Anywhere from 231 all the way to 232 and a half. So a point and a half difference there on. That total. So be sure and shop around if you're playing the total. Hawks and the Pacers. Hawks are seven, seven and a half point road favorites over the Pacers. 235 and a half to 236 and a half is the total. Magic and the Cavs. Cavs are eight and a half point home favorites over the Magic. We got a total 216 and a half to 17 there. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, we have the Celtics and the Raptors. The Raptors are 8.5-point home favorites over the Celtics. The Celtics and Raptors with a 2.10, ten and a half total. In that one, there's one rogue 2.11.5 out there if you are looking to play the under. Bulls and the Knicks, the Bulls, are 3.5-point road favorites there. Total of 217.5 to 218 and a half, 730 Eastern. 430 Pacific got the Kings and the Heat. The Heat are 13.5 to 14 point home favorites over the Kings. 216.5 to 218 the total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, got the Spurs and the Rockets, the Spurs. Nine and a half to 10 point road favorites over the Rockets. 233 and a half to 234 and a half the total. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. We've got the Warriors and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are 10.5 to 11 point home favorites over the Warriors. A total of 221 to 221.5. And And then we have the Thunder and the Blazers at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. The Thunder are point and a half road favorites over the Blazers. A total of 222.5 to 223.5. We do have... One puck drop happening right now if you want to get in on the Hurricanes and the Capitals. The Hurricanes are minus 135 road favorites over the Capitals, plus 115 on the home underdog there. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific, the Canucks and the Blues. The Blues are minus 160 home favorites over the Canucks, plus 140 on the road underdog. Sabres and Blackhawks at 830 Eastern. Blackhawks minus 165 home favorites, plus 145 on the Sabres. As road underdogs, nine thirty Eastern. We've got the Coyotes and the Oilers. The Oilers are minus four twenty-five home favorites over the Coyotes, plus three twenty on the Coyotes as road underdogs. If you want to get in on that one, and then ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific. The Kings host the Kraken. There we go. Kings are minus two ten home favorites. Kraken plus plus one seventy. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be plus seven ten, but I can't. I cannot be sure of that. One seventy. It looks like Gil as underdogs <laughs> in this one. Kings minus two ten. Your bet of the day. I'm. I'm never prepared for that. Yeah, I know, right?
0: Seven thirty five Pacific uh, puck drop for you. I was going to say a tip, but I caught myself. Right. Puck drop. Uh, just enough time for you to get home, Matt. You can watch the game. I'm going
4: to watch it from. Yes. <laughs> Perfect.
0: A yes. uh, couple NBA injuries just to be uh, mindful of your bet in betting these games tonight. Over in. The Boston-Toronto game, that's a big game, but no, you, we'll have no Tatum or no Brown for the Celtics tonight. Of course, the injury to Robert Williams, they'll will be without him as well, which we'll talk about a little later, but that is uh, pretty significant for the Boston Celtics down the stretch here. And then that big Warriors-Grizzlies matchup, no Steph, no Clay, no Draymond for the Warriors, no Ja, obviously, for the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr., also questionable as of right now, so check back in on that game uh, in injuries if you're looking to bet that later on.
3: Of course, the issue with all of this is... It hasn't mattered to the Grizzlies at all when John right. hasn't played. What are they, 17-2 and two without him? And then the Warriors the other night, they didn't have the big three. Didn't bother them the other night. That seems to be the, uh, the whole theme of the NBA of late here down the stretch with about seven or eight games left depending on the team. And, of course, uh, the Lakers now teetering as well on even a play-in game in the Western Conference. They just have a one-game lead over number 11 seed Spurs. And I don't
4: know that LeBron is playing tomorrow night. He's doubtful. He so he yeah. and Davis both – do- doesn't look like they're going to play tomorrow.
0: night. Which I mean is what an upgrade on Davis's status as of late, I, I guess. guess. But it, but it's a downgrade on LeBron, and that's a that's the bigger uh, bigger thing. Let's bring up
3: what you just did moments ago, Kelly, which is the Celtics and Robert Williams. Uh, who most people were introduced to uh, with a great March Madness run last year with Texas a and Was it last year or the year before? I can't even remember anymore. Uh, Fear to have suffered a meniscus tear in his left knee. Sources tell The Athletic it could lead to an indefinite absence, which would be a tough loss, obviously, for the Celtics. Uh, Williams has been shining as the starting center this season. And really, the, the, the Celtics... Over the course of the last 28 games, they're 24-4 and four straight up. The Boston Celtics, who completely turned their season around in a dramatic way, 24-4. and four. But, and now, by the way, tied for the number one seed, they are resting their guys uh, in, in mass, as Kelly mentioned. But if you don't have Williams moving forward, how seriously can you take them as a contender? Obviously, it's not Tatum, it's not Smart, it's not Brown, but still, you need cogs like that in your wheel.
4: Well, he's their big that's been playing just fantastic defense. Yep. And he's also the guy that challenges any of the other bigs down low. And And he's really – his his presence down there, Kelly, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, nothing's going to jump off the page to you when it comes to a statistical mm-hmm. standpoint and where you just go like, oh, okay, this shouldn't be that big of a loss. But, again, it's it just him being down there and the way that he is, as ferocious as he is down there, it, it's actually a, a pretty huge loss for them, in my opinion, and certainly – in that conference where we do talk about having, you know, Embiid for the Sixers, Giannis for the Bucks, and all that. So, like you, you now start to look, and it goes, man, not having him out on the court versus those teams that do have those type of guys. I think is going to be. Re- I'm not going to say it's definitely the nail in the coffin for this team or anything like that, but I'll certainly say it's. It makes me think a lot less of them heading down the stretch than than I would have. Otherwise. Yeah,
0: I'm right there with you. I, th- I think that anybody who who knows basketball has watched has watched the NBA as you know as closely as we have even this season. Yeah, you see that, and it's. it's it's... <laughs> I mean, it's something that I've lost bets on. It, I, I mean, there's a couple player props I played months ago where it'd be like, okay, Rudy, Go, the Jazz are in Boston. I it, The Celtics are so small up front, I'm just going to blindly play over Rudy Gobert props on like points and rebounds because nobody's taller than six foot nine down low for them. But Robert Williams played such amazing defense and really, I think if him if him and Marcus Smart weren't playing together, they'd probably both be more up there for the defensive player of the year. Uh, but it's just really a team effort of how they're putting this all together. Does it make you want to bet Marcus Smart a little more in that a market? Little, a little bit. It does, actually. I was thinking about that a little bit today. Yeah. Um, but I think that is a problem. You, take, you lose you lose another guy. You lose Robert Williams down low. You're talking about Al Horford, Daniel Tyce and Grant Williams now that mm. are going to have to step up and be the bigs for for the Celtics. And they, they run 6'9", six, 6'8", six, and 6'6". Six, six. When you got a battle against Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond, and some of these bigs that you're going to face, it, it makes it really difficult when you're undersized like that. and that, It makes that team defense aspect even more Important, but you, lo- you lost one of your key factors. So I, I'm with you, Matt. I think it's gonna. I think it could be pretty crushing for them down the stretch here.
3: Robert Williams, 27th pick in the 2018 draft. I swear the pandemic has all space and time. It, uh, it really does. messed up for for me. Uh, Paul George. Of the Clippers, he went through five-on-five practice yesterday. He'll practice today, or he did practice today, according to Ty Lou. Uh Lou said the team will see how he's feeling this week when asked if Paul George could be cleared to play in a game this week. So Paul George could be on the cusp to get back with the Los Angeles Clippers, who are locked in for a play-in situation in the Western Conference. And then the NFL, um, you know, not a whole bunch of NFL news today, but speaking at the NFL owners' meetings at the Breakers Hotel Niners' GM John Lynch, Made it clear when asked about Jimmy Garoppolo that he doesn't env- envision a scenario in which Garoppolo will be released at all. Uh, Lynn said, I don't foresee that. Too good a player? I think Jimmy will be playing for us or we will be playing for someone else. He's too good of a player not to be. Uh, here's what I will take away from that. Well, I- I'm not taking away anything from that other than this question. Because this has sort of been lingering, right? Everybody's saying, okay, well, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, they don't have destinations. They're the last guy standing. There's only one chair left kind of thing. Have we graduated to a point with Jimmy G now where it is truly possible that he could stay with the Niners?
4: Well, and I think unless they make it known that they're going to eat a substantial piece of that salary, because he went on to say later in that in that conversation that they have not had a firm offer for him. So there, there, there's not been a firm offer out there, and it's it's because people are probably looking at this. And again, it's like we said. You know what you get in him, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like you understand that there's no ceiling, right? It's, it's, it's or, like, or you, that you know, the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, there's, there's, there's no, there's no ceiling with this guy. Like you're just getting this middle of the road, dude. Yeah. And like, it just kind of is, is what it is, right? Like Baker, you could argue, okay, maybe there's still a, a, maybe there's still a ceiling for Baker, right? And like, maybe it was just that Browns offense and whatever. And maybe there is, but it, with Jimmy, you just kind of know what you've got with him. And, and they said they haven't gotten a firm offer. And it's kind of the same deal with Baker. I mean, the, the, They did say as well, uh, several analysts today with him, the reason that he hasn't been moved is because of that salary. I mean, $19.8 million for him. And if you look at these quarter – all the teams we were talking about that were quarterback needy, it's like – I'll probably just take my chances in the draft as opposed to bring in a $20 million guy in Baker who, oh, by the way, the contract's up. So you'd have to re-up him at 20-some-odd if you you know chose to do that as well. Yeah, off, off memory, and I, I'm not
3: looking at this before, I think Baker was $19 million in his fifth year of his of his deal. So I think that's what you'd be on the hook for. And yeah, then,
4: 19.8, I think. And yeah. then
3: Jimmy is significantly more yeah, than that. Yeah,
4: it's like 27 for him. Yeah. yeah. And so, unless the Browns come out, and I think unless the Niners come out and say, like, okay, look, we'll we'll eat X percent of this, you know, whatever it is, yeah, these guys are going to be tough to move, I imagine.
3: Man, we'll see. What has already been an amazing uh, free agent season with, uh, obviously, blockbuster trades galore continues to have intrigue as March Madness goes on. Um, the NFL still front and center with spotlight. And, of course, the draft now just a month away. So many betting opportunities on that. We'll come back. Nick Whalen from Rotowire wire will join us, talk NBA, the slate of games tonight, what his picks are, what he thinks about the Lakers, the MVP race, and beyond, some Eastern Conference talk as well. It is Visa's primetime action from the South Point.
1: What's up? I'm John Wall.
0: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Games.
1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
5: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander
1: and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
3: Your best dread and draft your well. Let me start that again, shall we? Because you have to look your best and draft your best. I thought you were going to look at something, but you're supposed to look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March basketball series. Draft a winning lineup in two free to play contests for your shot at a share of ten thousand dollars in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com/JFM. That's Just for Men. Now to join the action, in terms, of conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Do you have hard knocks fever? Detroit Lions this year. Yeah. You like it? Yeah.
4: It was only a choice between the Panthers, the Jets, and the Lions. Those yeah, are the... I mean, at least with the Lions, right, you've got, you know the coaching is going to be, mm-hmm. coaching is going to be entertaining. Dan so, Campbell. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, That'd we'll go. take it. In a uh, Jeff Passan coming through with an with an all upside, really no downside play here, the Twins have reached a one-year $3.5 million deal with Chris Archer. Twins
3: aren't playing around. So yeah. it's all
4: upside. I mean, yeah. the three point five million—that's right. nothing for a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball these days. So three point five million to Chris Archer—if he can find even eighty-five percent of what he used to be, then yeah. that's a hu- that's a oh, huge and, uh, bargain. They'd, they'd
3: take eighty-five percent of RB for sure. for his Tampa days anyway. Let's talk some basketball from RotoWire, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow him on Twitter at Whalen. That's the uh, one, the number one in place of the L though. W H A one E N. Nick Whalen, everybody, how you doing, Nick?
6: I'm doing well. Doing well, guys. Uh, no commentary on the Chris Archer signing from me, uh, but, but you know, looks good for the Twins, and uh, honestly, with the Detroit Lions on, on Hard Knocks, I think, given those three choices, probably slightly the best choice, I guess. You're, you're picking from three pretty terrible options in my opinion, and, you know, you're bringing in another high pick. you got a charismatic coach. i got no problem with it.
3: Yeah, I think the, the rules that they instituted in 2013 for Hard Knocks was, because uh, mm-hmm. obviously some teams don't want it, but you, you can only be exempt... If you haven't been to the playoffs the last two years, uh, if you have a first-year head coach, and then if you've been on, I guess, in the last 10 years, I would imagine, as the third one, it's something like those are three. But anyway, yeah. those that's how it was narrowed down to those three. Those are the only three teams that didn't mm-hmm. have one of those three exemptions. Even Washington had been to the playoffs in the last two years because I was like, wait a minute, why aren't oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, let me just start with the the same question that I probably asked you every time you've been on here. But now we got seven games left in the season. And the, mm-hmm. and the Lakers only have a one-game lead. There was a point where you could bet on this to be in the play-in. Uh, we saw a market. Unfortunately, there was not a no option. There was only a yes option. Right now, it's probably no better than – I mean, at the time, the yes that they would be in a play-in was like minus 500. This is a week ago, Nick. It's probably mm-hmm. a coin flip at best now?
6: Yeah, I, I think at best it's a coin flip. When you talk about a team that has the second toughest remaining schedule – in the NBA behind only the Memphis Grizzlies and the team that they're primarily competing against in the San Antonio Spurs just has a middle of the road schedule remaining and you know when you get down to this point in the season that doesn't necessarily matter quite as much as it it does on paper because some of those teams you're running into for example the Lakers still play the Warriors but you know if they were to catch them on the right night for example tonight the Warriors are you know not playing really any of their main guys uh, on the second half of a back to back so maybe they get lucky in one of those scenarios, but yeah, they, they still play the Suns. They still play the Dallas Mavericks who are competing for playoff positioning. They play the jazz. They play the nuggets twice a team that's had their number this season. Um, They play the Pelicans again. So, you know, New Orleans has a chance to potentially put even more distance between itself and the Lakers. And man, if you watch that game last night, that was, that was not a spirited bunch that we saw once that 22 point lead evaporated uh, in the second half, it felt like the Lakers had seen this before because they have and they knew exactly how the game was going to end. You had no faith that they were going to get a stop when they needed one. You had no faith that anybody but LeBron or sometimes Malik Monk is going to get a quality shot. It's not looking good. I mean, if I had to bet on it right now, I would I would absolutely bet on the Lakers missing the playoffs.
4: Yeah, that's where I was going to go with this. It's like it's almost – if you're the Lakers, if you give them truth serum, wouldn't they prefer to miss than than get bounced in the – at, like, at this
3: point, yes. I but, mean, but it would require truth serum. Yeah, yes, I mean, you you'd say, rather
4: yeah. just yeah. – You'd rather just miss than like get bounced in the play-in. I think in
3: this. Though in this you situation. are the Lakers, and it is how can I put this? Hella embarrassing, <laughs> as they would say in the Bay.
4: <laughs> so Nick, yeah. we were we were talking about this this uh, the, you know the Celtics obviously one of the hottest teams if not the hottest team in all of the NBA. We look at the the Robert Williams situation though, and, and we were saying you know listen you're in this division over here that that's got Giannis that's that's got Embiid that's got some other bigs down there, and he was kind of like the, the one guy there for the Celtics that really could kind of body up, match up with these guys, and he had been playing just f- phenomenal this season on the defensive side of the ball and, and being down there and at least providing some sort of level of resistance down low for the Celtics team. I know they sit as the, as the, at the one seat as we sit right now, but what do you feel about this loss? I mean, does this, is this loss almost disqualifying for them as far as taking them as serious title contenders?
6: It 100% depends when Robert Williams is back. Right? I mean I know they're they're saying that they're exploring options uh, as far as what kind of surgery he'll undergo. We've seen this with other players in the past where you can do like a partial reconstruction. You can do a full reconstruction and those have varying uh, timetables that are associated with them. Uh, but I think at, at this point it's pretty safe to assume that we're probably not going to see Robert Williams uh, certainly not again in the regular season and probably not even in the first round of the NBA playoffs. So to me it's going to come down to who's Boston's first round matchup. Can they win that and then can Robert Williams come back healthy. For round two, because if you get the right matchup, say a team like Chicago uh, or maybe a team like Toronto, I I think Boston is still probably favored in that series. I mean, this is the exact reason that you brought back someone like Al Horford, who you could trust to play the four alongside Robert Williams. You can slide them up to the five when Williams is out. They've done that throughout the season. You know, Williams has never been a guy who's been overly healthy, even at his young age. And, you know, they they don't have the deepest bench in the world, but, you know, now it looks really good that they brought back Daniel Tice at the trade deadline. You have Grant Williams. Uh, who they certainly trust. So I, I don't think all is lost here. And if you look at the betting markets, you know, it, you know, their their odds to win the East really didn't change all that much in light of this news. I think they still have better odds to win the Eastern Conference on DraftKings right now than the Philadelphia 76ers do. So again, it's going to come down to matchups. Um, you know, if they can get out of round one, and Robert Williams is going to come back to round two, then I think they're right back in this thing.
3: Nick, yesterday the the Nets, Kyrie's triumphant return to playing at home. And they get rolled by the Charlotte Hornets. Kyrie has a terrible game. And it's a team, the Hornets, that they're jockeying for position and a play-in with. Could be the difference between the Nets having to play one or two play-in games to get into the postseason. Uh, Should we be worried about that outcome?
6: A little bit, right? I mean, for one, that was the worst I've seen Kyrie Irving play probably in two years. He just looked off from the start. And it's especially jarring based on how good he's looked basically any time he's been on the court this season, uh, and Kevin Durant, I thought played well, but this was another example of okay. If both of those guys aren't playing at an all-world level, look at the rest of this roster. I mean, this is a you know C-minus supporting cast around these two guys. And if Kevin Durant is not playing his A-plus game and Kyrie Irving's not playing his A-plus game, this team is very vulnerable. You know, it's not like they lost to the Phoenix Suns yesterday. That was a Charlotte Hornets team that's basically been playing 500 basketball all year. So, you know, do I think that that's aren't going to make it out of the play-in tournament? No, I I think they do make it through, but it's far from a guarantee, you know, and in a one game situation, you know, it's not like they're playing the Orlando magic in this play. Like you're playing a capable opponent. Uh, It could be the Cavaliers. It could be the Hornets. uh, It could be the Atlanta Hawks in there at 10. Like all of these teams could very easily beat the Brooklyn Nets on any given night. So it's not a guarantee, but to me, it's, it's still baffling how much trust the odds makers seem to have in the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they're, they continue to be the favorites to win the East. Like there's just, there's so much risk here and we haven't even talked about Ben Simmons like potentially having to reintegrate on the fly during the playoffs like I, I don't know there's so many things working against the Nets right now that I, I'm willing to buy in on the Kevin Durant is so good that he could carry the whole team to the finals narrative like he is that good I, I'm not denying that but there's just a lot working against this team for them to be the favorites in their conference.
4: Nick, there's a lot of big spreads tonight, and a game that doesn't matter in in the least bit. Is there any game that you're looking at tonight, either from a betting perspective, or you just are very interested in the game to see how a team performs, to see what they look like? Is there anything that you're you're interested in tonight on the slate?
6: Yeah, a couple games that have already started. I mean, I, I like the Cavs, who closed at minus eight and a half at home against Orlando. Uh, you know, Cleveland, one of the best teams in the league against the spread at home, so I think this is a good spot for the Cavs to bounce back and, and they need it. I mean they've they dropped I think what six of nine straight up uh, since losing Jared Allen. They've been reeling a little bit Karis LeVert moving into the starting lineup uh, with their last game sounds like he's going to stick there for a little bit. Uh, so I think this is a pretty big opportunity for the Cavs to bounce back in a big way at home uh, against an inferior opponent. And I'm very interested to see how this Charlotte team responds. You know huge win arguably the biggest win of the season considering the circumstances last night. Now you got a back to back. You got the Nuggets coming in at home. I think I'd like Denver to win this game. You know, they're three and three and a half point favorites on the road. To me, that says a lot. Uh, But LaMelo Ball has been playing out of his minds, averaging like five three-pointers a game over or in the month of March. He's been fantastic. And and like you said, I mean, what we saw from Charlotte last night against Brooklyn, is that just a, you know, kind of a one game hiccup for the Nets? Or is that a statement from Charlotte saying, Hey, if we meet again in the play-in tournament, you know, this is going to be on
3: Nick, who's your MVP? Is it Embiid? Is it Jokic? Is it someone
6: else? You know, I, I've kind of been banging the drum for Giannis of late, and I'm glad that that's starting to get some more attention. You know, when you watch the morning shows and you listen to a lot of NBA podcasts, there's, there's kind of been this question of, like, you know, why is it why is it developed into a two-man race when, you know, all three of these teams have similar records. Giannis is, is arguably the most impactful of the three on defense. Uh, he's been the most consistent, I think, from start to finish this season. Um, so, you know, if, if I had a vote, I think I would cast it for Giannis at this point. To me, I, I don't think... Embiid or Jokic has necessarily run away with the award uh, since it felt like it became a two-man race. But if you follow the odds, guys, it looks like it's going to be Embiid's, and that's the way the narrative's flowing.
3: Giannis, 8-1 to one at DraftKings right now. Nick, we appreciate it. Thanks, as always. Enjoy the games tonight. Right, thanks, guys. All right, a little later in the hour. Not fruit baskets tonight, but Wendy's breakfast yeah, for folks we, yeah,
5: we yeah, who helped are.
3: us win bets. Next, prop watch in the NBA, though. It's Beeson's primetime action.
1: Are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
3: Back on primetime action for the South Point, Gil, Matt, Kelly, prop watch coming up momentarily. I just have—I just want to harken back to something I said last uh, segment with Nick Whalen. We all know the Lakers are terrible, whether they make the play in or not. All right, we'll see where the chips fall. But I do think it was worth bringing up, like the the Brooklyn Nets thing, right? Who have been the short shot to win the Eastern Conference for most of this season and to win it all for most of this season. It just that loss yesterday sort of triggered in my head. I'm like, you know, they are in the they are in the ninth <laughs> hole, in the nine hole, and they lose a game like that. It's like all that has to happen is once. Yes.
0: Once. And they're done. I'm I'm so glad he said that because, I I don't we've batted around, obviously, we talk about this stuff five days a week for, I mean, it's been the entire NBA season now, but that, I don't know how many times, like, I mean, I've expressed that multiple times where it's like, how are they... The short, short shot when we just don't know so much about the future, right? At times it was, when is Kyrie going to be back? When is Ben Simmons ever going to play? But then always that part has lingered, Gil. Like, yeah. where you're still in a position where you could be playing in this play-in tournament and lose a game. He just, he he had his worst game,
3: right? In his first yeah. game back, maybe he was feeling the pressure, whatever it was, the moment. But all it takes is one more of those. In the wrong time when the plans are happening.
0: I'm with Nick. Like, I, look, I think if, if if Simmons is back by the second round, or something like that, this is the team to beat in the East. But man, it's pretty it's pretty bold by by the sports books. I feel like I mean, I mean, it must, must be an onslaught of Nets money. Yeah, that's I mean, the market demanding right? the market. You yeah. know what I mean? But it is a little wild to see them at
3: the top. I don't even get to the Ben Simmons part. Like, I, my brain doesn't even go that yeah. far forward.
0: It's I know. like Whatever. Because forever it was just yeah. what's Kyrie's situation going to be, right? Yeah. Finally, that
3: got resolved. How about we do some prop watch, ladies and gentlemen? It's prop watch time. Let's do it. Prop. All right. Celtics at the Raptors tonight. Celtics resting pretty much everybody. Raptors, not so much. Oh, Marcus Smart's playing. I should mention that. Uh, but here you go. This is how it shakes out as a result that Pascal Siakam is your. Leading score here in the props market, 22.5, also in the rebounds market, 8.5. And And then the high Celtic is Derek White, who has turned out to be one of the great signings of this season in the NBA. 16.5 points for him. You see everybody else, including your guy's boy, Scotty Barnes, 16.5 as well.
0: That's Kelly's favorite player. There is. Yeah, I make like one statement on this show, and it just sticks forever. You know that. Like I believe you
3: said it. he's the greatest player to ever lace up the sneakers <laughs>
0: before. <laughs> Actually, my exact words one night were, "Was he will be the greatest rookie from this class? Ah. He might not be win rookie of the year. He will be the best rookie from okay. this class. You still got time for that. I'll say that. So, Matt, I don't know about you, but mm. this is. Toronto rolling out basically their, you know, what they're going to go to war with, uh, you know, every night here down the stretch with their starting lineup. Trying to
4: cling on to that number six spot. Exactly. Trying
0: to cling on to that spot. The. These are always the games where I look for prop betting opportunities. It's just who you look on the Boston side of things. When you've got guys out that command so much of this offense for Boston, like there's overs on point totals that are going to hit. They have to hit. Now finding where is it going to come from is a little tougher. I honestly, I think I would um, like Derek white, Marcus smart, like points and assists, I think, I think if you play both those guys over, like, there's a chance both those get home. I, I think that there's going to – I mean, the offense runs through those guys when they're on the court, so they're, they're playing the point guard role there, and especially it's going to run through them even more with Tatum out because he's not going to play be playing iso ball as much. Um, so I kind of like that from an assist standpoint. Look at Derek White's past uh, – few games, six assists, five assists, five assists, three assists, five assists, four assists. Point-wise, he's had 15, 10, and 18 the past three games. I, he's going to get more volume of shots uh, tonight. Mark is smart as well. Um, I, I kind of like Derek White a little bit more just because I think he can create his own shot a little better. But I think that's where I'd look to tonight on the
4: Boston side of things. Yeah. On the on the Raptors side of things, I kind of like the Van Vliet props tonight with, again, with the kind of the shell team out there for the Celtics. I mean – I don't know if I'd necessarily play the points at the over 17 and a half, but the, the over three points made at two and a half, like I can see Fred putting up nine or 10 of them tonight. And you know, we need him to shoot 30%. So I, I kind of like the over on the, on the three points made for Fred Van Vliet. But outside of that, that was really the only thing that I saw that I felt like had a, you know, a, yeah. a big enough edge to bet.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that makes sense. The, I, I, the other one, I'm just... yeah. I mean, gosh, the, this Boston lineup is just so thin tonight. I mean, okay, yeah, you think think about the Robert Williams situation again. Al Horford's not playing tonight either. So, Biggs, really all you're rolling with is Daniel Tyson, Grant Williams. So, they're going to get a ton of minutes as well. I don't know. I'd look at any, any of those guys to score or anything like that. But rebounds, maybe on the overs, maybe something you want to look at. I, I don't know if I can get there on that one, but... Yeah, I think Derek White, if I had to do one, Derek White points and assists is what I'd look at. All right, how about the Bulls and the Knicks?
3: Is that how you pronounce that? Knicks. The Knickerbockers. DeMar DeRozan, twenty-four and a half. Remember when uh, people were talking about him as an MVP candidate? With well, that great run he had earlier this year. Bulls, well... They found their position in the Eastern Conference. Let's put it that way. Not among the top four anymore. Uh, 24.5 points for DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan. R.J. Barrett leads the way for the Knicks with 23.5. And then you see Levine, Randall,
4: Vucevic, and on down the line. Anything here? This one is This one's tough for me. This one's tough. It is tough. This one is super tough for me because it just – there's – I understand the spread's pretty close, but I think that the range of outcomes is pretty wide in this one and so those those games I tend to I tend to f- try and stay away from these type of games Kelly where it's kind of like I understand that the spread is close, but I also feel as if maybe the range of outcomes in this game could be either team winning by like a dozen. Yeah, runs. I
0: agree. I, I this was the closest bet I got to tonight. Uh, to making was on the Knicks side of side on this game. Um, I think them catching points at home with how uh, Chicago has been playing recently is I, that was the heaviest lean I had, I guess, of the night. But that was uh, that, that was it. And I hear you. it wouldn't surprise me either way if either one of these teams won by 15 points. So I think it does make it tough. I mean, look, you've been betting some Zach Levine props recently, so yeah. I, I think the fact that you're not pointing towards one of those should tell the audience something. <laughs> when you've played what two or three of those in the past week and a half, um, I think R.J. Barrett's the only guy I just want, you know just to bring up because he has had such a he's had such a great month. Uh, I mean, multiple thirty point games. Uh, really, he's really you know averaging in the mid twenties for the month. I, his point total over is probably the only thing I could play here. Um, but even at twenty three and a half, I mean it's higher than what what that's been for most of the year for him. So I, I think that's probably the closest I could get to one. Other than that, man, it, it's kind of a pass on this. This is a big game, though. I mean, the, the Knicks are not out of it yet. It is. I mean, they'd have a lot to do,
4: but they're not out of it by any means. So expect for them to be playing tough here. Yeah, I think the only one that is at least a little bit so in those range of outcomes, right, is is Zach Levine having an, a hor- a bad game, a horrible game, clanking up balls all over the place, whatever, which is going to create a ton of rebounding opportunities for a guy like Julius Randle. So in the range of outcomes, certainly is a very poor shooting night from Levine, which we have seen, you know, multiple times. Every third game for him, you know, he goes out and just has a complete stinker. So the the clanking of threes from Levine could equal, you know, additional rebounding attempts for a guy like Randle who, you know, look, he – Averages about ten boards a game as it is anyway, right? You know, you know, nine ish, nine and change or something. So um, that would be the only thing. If you think that that is one of the ways that you think this game could go, then I, I could I could see you getting there, taking an over on a rebounding. It, it only eight and a half. Him getting nine boards tonight, uh, I could see that certainly within the uh, within the range of outcomes. All
3: right. By the way, you're being very generous to the Knicks, saying they're still alive. They are mathematically alive, <laughs> mathematically. Right, but their uh, their chances of getting into the play-in a pretty yeah, slim. Four and a year. half games back of the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. With uh, with seven games remaining in the season for the Knicks themselves. By the way, we did have uh, we did have tennis picks tonight, but one was this morning. Two started right before the show. So if there is an in-match opportunity, maybe you would be interested in seeing what the preflop numbers were uh, for the two tonight. Veronica Kudermatov. Uh plus 101 versus Petra Kvitova. She is down a break in the first set is Kudermatova. So there might be an opportunity at a much nicer price to get uh, her in 185 right now. 185 on Kudermatova. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Miyamir Kikmanovic and Sebastian Corda in a first set tiebreaker. Um, got K- Kikmanovic had a very low minus 106 this morning, 4-4 in the first set tiebreaker. So if you want to monitor those, maybe, just maybe you'll have an opportunity in both certainly in the Kuder Matova you already do.
4: Yeah, and uh let's see where we're at right now. So where you you were on the uh you were on the court side you said? No, oh, Okay, Yeah. Yeah, he's minus 175 right now. So you wouldn't want to. Did he just
3: pr- get a mini break probably? Must m- must have, must have gotten yeah, a mini yeah. break. Yeah, 5-4 then. Uh in that first set tiebreaker. So What that price at least tells, I shouldn't I shouldn't assume, but I'm guessing that's what it is with that price. So maybe not an opportunity there, but on the lady side, hey, you know, a little, yeah. little in-match tennis action tonight. Uh, we will update all the WGC match play stuff that we did yesterday uh, or this weekend later on the show. One and done, and of course, uh, we did do a draft.
4: I, I can go ahead and I can go ahead and, and preview that. <laughs> that there I'll preview there there's the preview for that uh,
0: for, for which one the one it done the that's, uh that's or the, the draft for
6: everything yeah, the whole
4: yeah. the whole the whole the whole thing
0: hey we yeah. made more than 40k i didn't know i didn't know they uh yes i think they changed the how they did the payouts? Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. So I actually made more money than you because my we both didn't make it out of the group, but my guy won more matches. Speak for yourself oh. on the one and done. You're 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 blown. I just got to catch Matt at this point. I'm not catching it you. Is, I don't
3: think it is. It's just again, you don't have to run your uh, you don't have to outrun the bear. Just your friend.
4: That's right. Really. <laughs> we That's we have is. majors coming. You can still hit a major. That's true. So, it ain't over. It's March. <laughs> Coming
3: back, not fruit baskets, Wendy's breakfast to those who helped us win best this weekend. It's primetime action.
1: What's up? I'm John Wall.
0: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari.
1: We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio
0: app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my name,
5: bro.
4: <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds...
5: It was shocking.
4: I have to know, what were they thinking?
1: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
5: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil
1: Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
3: Wendy's breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup. Like the breakfast Baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast. Legends oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast. The official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. And it goes a little something. It's not
5: exactly
4: a fruit basket, but find out who the guys are buying Wendy's breakfast for for helping
1: them win bets this weekend.
3: All right. Danielle explained it pretty well there, but let's just give the uh, history for those landing on this show for the first time. What was the little shoulder thing you were doing there, I think, Kelly? Yeah, the there was
0: a little beat to that one. It's different from the fruit basket. felt a like a uh, little, e- little EDM You know, March there.
3: Madness feel to it, you know? So, uh, old Mateo Brown over here on the on the right uh, used to say when, uh, when a bet went your way, you're like, I'm going to send that guy a fruit basket. <laughs> I did. And so, we, uh, so a segment sprouted from that, where we gave away virtual fruit baskets to teams and players and athletes and whoever helped us win bets. Didn't even have to be that. Uh, whoever helped us win bets on the previous weekend. That has given way to, forget the fruit baskets, we're giving away Wendy's breakfast to all these people. That's right. Is that a good explanation, pretty much? Yeah.
4: yeah. it, man. Matt,
3: you're first. What do you got?
4: Yeah, so uh, listen, you guys know, I'm not the biggest college basketball guy what? on the face of the planet. Uh, I have never to... heard you say that before. So... What does what the guy who's not the biggest college basketball better on the face of the planet do? He just bets all the chalk this weekend <laughs> and just bet the squarest, chalkest, most ridiculous thing ever and just played Duke and Kansas and North Carolina and just assumed that the teams that are supposed to be better than everyone else are going to win. And that was uh, that was the case for all three of those teams, even – did not uh, not against the spread, but also just did a little money line parlay of the three as well. Blue blood to, money uh, line to, parlay. To uh, go in with that. So I had them each individually in a little money line parlay so that I had some action on the on the games over the weekend. So good on all of the teams and good on Coach K for winning the national championship because, guys, it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. <laughs> like, we know this. It's just going to happen. Like, it's yeah. it was, it's just meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah, Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's going to be. How about – this is getting a little off on a tangent here. Just, mm. How about those people that paid $10,000 thinking it was the last time that Coach <laughs> K was going to play North Carolina? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then this happened for the first time they've ever met in the tournament. <laughs>
3: it's like, they have to add a sentence, a uh, phrase at the end. now. Like, it's the last time they played them.
4: That Cameron, Cameron indoor. indoor. Yeah, that that's it. Oh man. You're like ah ten thousand like got all everyone's framing the tickets and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's not worth what you think it is anymore.
0: It is funny how it shakes out though, where you're like, St. Peter's what a great story, but we get to the final four and you're like, This is such a chalky final four. Cool.
3: Got it. This is this is what a college football expansion of a playoff would look like too, right? right. Like you might get one great upset early and then everybody would just get yeah, smacked.
0: Exactly.
4: And uh old Scotty Scheffler here. I, I had a horrible I had a horrible week as far as picks go getting guys out of groups and things like that. But listen, one of the things that we did talk about here on this on this is like if you're gonna play this bracket tournament, one thing you can't do is just get in later. Well, ain't no harm in getting in a little bit later. Now it didn't give me a money it didn't give me a winning week by any stretch of the imagination, but I did get in on Scotty Scheffler when there were eight people left. Um, look the guy is Full-on elite. I yeah. mean, this is, one of the, this, is, this is one of those things where we've seen with some of these other guys. Like, once they get that first win behind them, there was so much in this talk about, man, if Scotty Scheffler could just win, he just can't win. He gets the first win behind him, and now he's competing basically every single week. Sure is. Whenever he tees it up. And he's just absolutely elite. And I understand that Dustin Johnson was still in the field. And I understand that there were some guys that have had a ton of success at this event that were still in the field. I just bet the guy that I think is the best golfer right now, and, and that's Scotty Scheffler. And so he did get it home. And Again, all I did was kind of get me back to where I was like a small loser for the week. It didn't make it a, it didn't make it a winning week, but I'll take a small loser as opposed to a giant loser any, any day of the week.
3: All right. I'm giving Wendy's breakfast to a bunch of folks today, uh, first of all. Enjoy my confused expression on the uh, Photoshopped photo here. Uh, but Villanova and Houston on Saturday. Final score, Wildcats 50, Cougars 44, or as Matt Brown likes to call it, glorious college basketball. We're like, no, Matt, it's not really the best game. He's like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. This is wonderful, 50 to 44. You could have in-game under this bet a thousand times and not lost. The only thing you'd have been worried about was overtime. I only in-game undered it twice. And feel like I lost out on an opportunity. So uh, Wendy's breakfast for uh, both Villanova and Houston for that performance on Saturday. And one would think Villanova will be slow, slow pacing it against the Jayhawks in the national semis on Saturday as well now without Justin Moore. Uh, This is a sort of, this is a thing that I do every day now or every time she has a match. Uh, Wendy's breakfast every time for Iga Sviatek last week again in... uh, Indian Wells had her plus 754 different times, plus 480. She got home as the champion, her fifth title. In Miami here, I got her at plus 454 different times, plus 350, plus 280, plus 180. I have no compunction anymore. I just go nuts on her. So she beat Coco Golf today again, uh, her latest match, straight sets. She's on her way to the quarters in Miami in a tournament that has uh, experienced a lot of carnage. So feeling good about EGA. And this one is just uh, really a fruit basket because I enjoy... Doing well in one and done against these two fine gentlemen, Matt Brown and Kelly (laughs) Bidlin. Kevin Kisner. While uh, these two were like, ah, it's a big tournament with big purses. I'm going for the big names. I quietly just said, Kevin Kisner. Kevin Kisner does it again in match play. Gets all the way to the finals before Scotty Scheffler knocked him down. And uh, that's $1.3 million in my pocket. Not really, but you know what I mean. So Wendy's Breakfast for Kevin Kisner. Thank you. May you do this for me every week.
0: There you go. All right, I'm going to start it off with uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, for my Wendy's breakfast uh, orders as well. Uh, yes, yeah, Scheffler, Matt. I, you know we talked about it a little bit on Friday's show. I just don't think we had the odds out, out by then. But I took, uh, you know, I only had one pre-tournament outright was on Alex Noren. I, this was kind of how I planned on betting it all along. it was betting uh, betting the group group play. Once the group play got uh, got done, maybe throwing one or two outrights in. So it was right, right after Friday. I put bet, I put a bet in on Zalatoris. I put a bet in on Scheffler. It was only eight to one. Um, you know, not the normal outrights that we're used to hitting with golf, but just this is the tournament that you got to play a little bit differently. And uh, Sheffler pretty, I mean, he pretty much dominated through the weekend. So that was, uh, hey, Scotty, you've been dominating lately, man. This is a guy to definitely keep your eye on here for the Masters
4: and all these upcoming I, tournaments. I, I bet him I bet him on the Masters. There
0: you go. All right. So yeah. I, I, as yeah. you should, three out of his past five starts, he's won. This guy's hot as anybody on tour right now, number one golfer in the world. Uh, so, Scotty Scheffler, thank Man, or owe you a, owe you a br- Wendy's breakfast for uh, getting that W a win a winning week for me uh, this week in golf, but only because of Scotty Scheffler. So thanks for getting that done, Brooks Kepka, He was at the time help, helped stop the bleeding. Was uh, won a group bet for me, and then we did talk about this bet I know on Friday night against John Rahm on Saturday. Just that we both of us thought it was a little mispriced. Hit that plus one thirty on him.
4: Yep, had that had had that. So there were there were some in game. There were some in tournament bets that helped, yeah, helped a little bit. Alone. Yeah, right. and, and was it was tight. Don't like Brooks blew, blew wow. out Rom, but he won. <laughs> but he never, sh- but he should never have been. Never should have been. That's what that. we were saying. It's in a head-to-head like that, two elite, elite players. He never should have been as big of a. An and,
0: and, and Rom's just not. I mean, Brooks has been playing better recently. Mm-hmm. Rom hasn't playing been playing as well recently. Me and you, we both reacted immediately when we saw that matchup price on Friday night. So Brooks, thanks for getting it done. And then yeah, I've, uh, I mean, you know, sorry to any of my other Florida State. Uh, fit people out there. But Duke, man, I just keep betting Duke and it keeps working. It's kind of it's kind of gross and it kind of makes me feel dirty, but uh hey, I'll will t- take money anytime, man. So uh keep betting Duke. I don't think it's going to stop. Uh, Final 4, I think another bets coming in on the Duke Blue Devils. What's amazing is that
3: again, the three of us probably didn't log nearly as much college basketball as other people here on this network. Yeah, yeah, and it's so. it's fascinating how, and especially the way they crapped out in that game against Carolina in the ACC tournament. And yet, when you watch them play, it is so apparent that they are the only pro team out there and everybody else is college players. Yep. Just five dudes who are unbelievable in uh, Boncaro and Moore and Griffin and Roach and Williams. Uh, Just a fabulous group of players. And it does feel like Coach K is going to go
4: out on top. it's just in the cards. It, it
0: really is. Like it's done. It's written in. Like the, write write yeah. the movie already. Like it, it it's it's done.
4: Can we take a
3: look at uh, Kelly's photoshopped uh, photo here for a second? Oh yeah, please. Have yeah. you ever yeah. seen uh, Matt? Story. Have you ever seen arms and hands that are more un-Kelly <laughs> Bidlin than those? <laughs> <I'm> also about <laughs> two hundred pounds lighter. Hey, they make me look real that good. That fits you great. That top right there.
0: It really does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, you got to get this zip. You know, the quarter zip, zip it down a bit yeah. off the chest. You know. All right. Um. By look the way. Good. Yeah, those <laughs> does, great, he man. does look good there. Hit the gym, Very yeah, nice of yeah, that. It's paying off.
3: Kudermatova with a break point for those who got in on uh, Kudermatova midway. Hey, she has a shot here.
4: Just, you know, that game that you talked about, the, the Houston-Villanova game. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, knew, I, I thought about you. I thought, oh. about you. Oh, I thought about you. I like, watched. I was it like, was like, painful.
0: I watched all this college basketball this weekend, gentlemen, and then you know what I did yesterday? I turned on this Celtics game, and it was the Celtics in the third quarter last night was like, I mean – it was basketball porn compared to these other, the rest of these games going on Kelly, this week. do you know what
4: Houston shot from three?
0: No. 10%? I, I do.
4: Less than that. 5%. 5%. <laughs>
0: they one, were one of 20. One of 20. One of 20.
3: One of 20. <laughs> which, which, by the way, does beg the comment, if they had only gone four for 20, let's say, yeah. they win that basketball game, maybe. Right? It's like,
4: oh, that's all it would have taken. It's just... It's just one of those things, I names, thought about guys. you watching that game. It's I was just like, one is this what names Matt's
0: names. talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't say anything all
4: hey. tournament until yeah. yesterday when I turned on that Celtics Kansas game. I'm like, this is by, not even comparable. Kansas yeah. won by 26, and they missed 13 free throws in the game.
3: Kansas outscored Miami in the second half 47-15. to 15. <laughs> There's that. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores. What's left of them right here. Beeson's primetime action.